When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. week at Horror Movie Night, we deal with an infestation of barely mobile bug puppets. This flick comes from Troma, so you know it's going to be good. And unfortunately, the bugs have outnumbered us 100 to 1. So we've brought in some reinforcements with Brian Kelly. Join us as we discuss the most absurd giant killer smart bugs horror film that I've ever seen on <laughs> Horror Movie Night. So yeah, I pick this one. <laughs> I'll take the blame on this. I picked this movie basically for like two scenes in this movie, (laughs) but uh, I know what next week's pick is, and I think I could say the same for Scott, so (laughs) I feel like this is totally justifiable. So Bugged starts off with two lab employees who are coming to move some toxic waste, and then they're just given like 10 minutes of exposition and a flashback. Yeah, that doctor is chatty as fuck. It really is. It's like, hey, let me give you all this information that you didn't ask for. Yeah, so so he tells him about, I believe his name is Dr. Craig. Dr. Craig creates an intelligence serum, but like the FDAA or the FDA refuses to let human testings begin because of the mutations. But Dr. Craig is like, no, it's totally fine. Like We've been giving it to rats, and they haven't mutated. So he decides to administer it to himself, and he becomes, like, hyper-intelligent. And, like, their version of hyper-intelligence is that he's just, like, on a keyboard for, like, five minutes. Yes, I saw him hit F5 and 6, like, seven times. (laughs) You're like, man, this movie's going to be difficult to watch strictly because of that. (laughs) So all of a sudden, Dr. Craig starts like having a relationship with his assistant and he calls her and is like, you need to come to the lab right away. And that's when you see that the rat is now mutated. And so is he. And this leads to one of the biggest laughs in the entire movie, which is he's just like he gives this super 
serious speech about how like he messed with yes. things he shouldn't be messed yeah. with and he hands the gun to her and he's like I need you to do this shoot me and she shoots the gun and it's quiet for a couple seconds and then his hand comes out and moves the gun a little he goes a little to the left dear. Yep. <laughs> god I love that that honestly is the best part of the whole movie we can just stop <laughs> that's the problem with this movie is that and I think I told you this in a text message Scott if this movie decided to just be a comedy, I think it could have been a good comedy, but they keep like doing these like two, there's like two or three comedic beats that are really good. And yeah. then the rest of it is just like, they're trying to do a serious movie. And it's like, no, you made the, you made a mistake. You should have stuck with the over to the left deer stuff or my favorite part in the movie, a bug with a gun. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, so, so the exposition ends there. The lab workers are driving this stuff and it spills. And now they're mutated by the chemical leak. Like this movie, I realized, has like 30 minutes of of like the beginning of Scream where you keep thinking like you think Drew Barrymore is the main character and then she dies. Like it does that like twice. <laughs> where it's like, yeah. like it's like, oh, okay, it's not okay, so the main characters are these two exterminator guys who pick up the tanks incorrectly was like, oh wait, no, those are just delivery guys <laughs> delivering yeah, the tanks bad. to the main characters. <laughs> like it's just, it takes so long to finally meet your actual main characters. <laughs> and I really didn't enjoy this movie at all. I mean, there might have been <laughs> one scene, but when like the whole basis of the movie is just a classic case of mix-up, where two. <laughs> <laughs> Where they just put the tubes back it or whatever the containers in the wrong van counts shrugs gets in the car and drives off that that explains what I was looking at for the next hour of my life. Listen, you know, like we give you the option to not come on the podcast. You, you do this. It's not like you don't know your brother. Like it, just, you have your only yourself to blame for these events. And it's it's so weird because like when I go to watch the movie, I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And then I watch it and I'm like, this sucks. Why do I do this to myself? And then as soon as I'm done recording, I'm like, oh, that's fun. I'd like to go on next week. <laughs> Uh, Welcome to the last six years of my life. (laughs) So so I will say this movie has a lot of bad going on in it. But like some of the things that I actually thought were pretty decent was like I like the uh, the look of the dudes in the truck as they're melting was like not the worst thing, especially the guy who's in the driver's seat who like smashes his face mm. up against the glass is probably... Yeah, it's pretty gooey. Yeah, it's probably the best looking special effect of the whole movie because God knows that they fucking phoned it in on the bugs. But Oh my God. <laughs> uh, you know, this is a question that I have about, um, about trauma in general. Um, I don't know if they intentionally aim to to make really shitty special effects one because they think that that's schlocky and funny or because they legitimately can't do good effects well, this was and a purchased like, well, one we're... this wasn't even a produced oh. by trauma this was a purchased by trauma which is like mo like that's like 90 unless the movie's directed by lloyd kaufman it's almost always something that they bought they they only finance like physically put money into financing like one 
one movie every like two years. And the rest is like wow. people making shit in their backyard and being like, Troma will put this out. And Troma going, of course we will. <laughs> <laughs> so we're introduced to Divine and like it is the most insane introduction because we get everything we need to know about her through three voice messages on her answering machine. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like And her dad is apparently Red Fox. <laughs> from Yo, have you called Joe Mother? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there's like the other guy who leaves a voicemail and it, it, like okay, I will admit right now this is probably a more racist version of the voice than it actually is, but it's just basically like, "Yo, girl, I heard you boy broke up. Give me a holler." <laughs> like it is like <laughs> Everybody wants to bang her. Like, given she's an attractive woman and she's an accomplished author, but it it broke my suspension of disbelief at this point when everybody was like, "Dear God, I must be inside you." <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was like, what a what a weirdo who does that. And then I realized that this movie was back then, and like in our day, it's Facebook, and I've done that a lot of times. <laughs> Facebook message. You see a relationship status <laughs> change, and immediately just like, hey, girl. <laughs> how many times this is this is a question for listeners how many times has b kelly sent you a facebook message that says i want to be inside you you don't have to answer that <laughs> all right so we finally meet our main characters about 25 minutes into this movie and they're sent to divine's house uh, which it sucks that her name's Divine because all I'm imagining is a drag queen from uh, Pink Flamingo. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. When I read when I read this, the 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 wiki page for this, I was like, oh my god, did Matt pick it because Divine from Pink Flamingos is in it? Uh, all right, so they get to her house, and the one dude Steve is just like macking on Divine, and Dave is like spraying through the house, and he keeps like passing out because. Clearly, like the the whole thing is like, oh, this is a brand new chemical. It's supposed to dissolve the bugs. So that's why they don't think it's weird when it's literally like a fucking smoke bomb has been dropped as if the Joker's trying to make a getaway. (laughs) And like Dave turns out to be an actual fan of her writing and can like quote it and stuff. And she's like super turned on that he like actually knows her poetry while as Steve is just like. Which is so narcissistic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So does anyone else like your poetry sucks? Like it wasn't good. <laughs> oh at all. my God. I have, I, 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 we haven't really touched any of my notes, but, um, oh boy, I, I kept a couple, couple of quotes and here's my favorite one. We've fallen from grace. We know making love in this mystical place. <laughs> I think I might be missing a comma in there, but so is yeah, she. Jesus. That, yeah. Her poetry is like horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad. And the thing that angers me most about this movie is like, you know, they always say, if you're going to make a good movie, don't tell what's going on, show it. And this movie has to explain everything from sexual attention to what's going on. Even when she got the phone call, the guy who answered says, hello. Yeah. We'll send someone over. So you got a bug problem. (laughs) You're the exterminator. I have a bug problem. (laughs) Oh, dude, at least half the characters in this movie just feel like Dave Chappelle throwaway characters. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that is racist as fuck. It's accurate as hell, too. So at night, the bugs begin to mutate 
And then Divine wakes up with one just staring her down. And it looks like yeah. the cootie from that game that you used to play as kids where <laughs> yes. you build a cootie. <laughs> like, oh, my God. That is a deep cut. I love it. Good job, Matt. Um, I never understood how that game was played ever. I just built the cootie. It was like, okay, what do I? But again, I was playing alone, so I guess it's not a very fun game. <laughs> oh man! To play by Jesus <laughs> wow. I mean, we've got your brother on here that was like your baby brother who's supposed to play cootie with you, and he's probably too busy like being cool with GI Joes and shit. There's a six year age gap, so by the time he was at cootie age, I was ten, and I feel like I probably was past cootie. I probably wasn't past no, cootie. Let's no, say. I was about to say you're not. You're not past cootie. This is the dude that like. You're probably like, dude, hey, let's play Dungeons and Dragons. He's like, I'm fucking five. <laughs> <laughs> that still happens, cooties. but I'm now he's just aim. like, I'm 25. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to play cooties with you. I want to sit on AIM and message girls about their ex-boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah. If anybody has AIM logs, those will also go towards the count. Um, and if you do, hopefully you don't have the ones that I sent you. Yeah. <laughs> they come back to the house, and this is where we're introduced – to what I refer to as the bug searching device, which which looks like the the remote control that controls the lawnmower in Honey I Shrunk the Kids, but it's oh just like God. it's just got like a little satellite on. It's like boom, boom, he's like walking around the house trying to find bugs, uh, and that's when Dave finds my favorite bug, which is the giant ass bug in the basement that's eating like a squirrel or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then Betty's like, they they freak out and they run upstairs and they're like, "That's a really big bug." And then somebody offers them a gun. Yeah, Divine is like, uh, yeah, somebody's. Um, the question is, um, how big is the bug? And then somebody says, about the size of a football. And then um, Divine, they're like, "Do you have a gun?" And Divine is like, "Yeah, sure." And she <laughs> go gets them a like a legit revolver. Then. They go downstairs back to the basement to try and shoot the bug with a revolver. <laughs> well, and then Ugh. they take it. So there's a thing that we skipped because it's pointless, but it's important to bring up now. So they kill this bug and they bring it back to the exterminator center. Oh, and he's the, the, you got to fight the inanimate well, object. Yeah, he has yeah. to fight that. But like, We've completely skipped over the fact that there is apparently a biggest dead bug competition and one dude is I I did write a note on that because I'm like, I don't think that's what exterminates, but I don't know enough about that. B. Kelly, are you an exterminator? No, shut yeah. the fuck up. But like, he's got like this dead bug like set up in like a chair, like a beach chair. Like But like he Yeah, I love their like little their 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 uh their entries into the contest he's like got a dead bug in a nuclear waste site got a dead bug at the beach got a dead bug <laughs> sitting in a chair on the couch oh we're not gonna win this year so and so had a really big bug last year <laughs> it's so it's so dumb but it's only there to set up that the other two exterminators decide to go because they're jealous that these guys have found bigger bugs than they did so they need to win the competition yeah I mean, that makes sense. That's logical. Then we get to the house and then like one dude's killed in the attic right away. And then there's a bug that knocks on the door in order to get into the house. (laughs) And like this is where the movie just fucking falls apart. And I have one quote. There's only one. Matt, I'm pretty sure it's falling apart. But this is where it just crumbles (laughs) entirely. There's a scene where Divine and Dave are like getting really flirty and their flirtiness is like horrendous. 
Oh my God. It's like me at a junior high dance. Yeah. So the previous, the previous day she was talking about how she has writer's block and she needs to like get to her deadline, blah, 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 blah. And then it's the next morning. And he's like, so how's the book going? She goes, Oh, it's great. I'm on the last chapter now. And I'm like, from fucking when (laughs) she went, she went to sleep the night before woke up with a bug on her chest and has not done any more writing. (laughs) Uh, So this is, so their plan to fight the bugs is that they're going to make a full body out of rat poison. And like, they <laughs> straight smart bugs. They're, they're going to know this. <laughs> well, and they straight, like, they double down on this plan. Like this plan takes hours and no one's like, Hey, maybe we should have a backup plan in case this doesn't work. They're just all in on the giant fake human plan. Like that's, that's what they're putting their money behind. The bugs obviously know that it's fake and leads to one of the other really great comedic moments where they toss out this fake body and then the door opens and a chicken on like a fishing hook comes like flying into the house. <laughs> like, uh, which again, oh. if they can just open the door, like <laughs> I don't know why they're not just coming into the house to begin with. Yeah. There was one in this movie that, that did make me laugh and it just shows how simple this is to make me laugh in any film, no matter how it's executed. And it's when he goes, <clears throat> Gunther's probably just sitting downstairs sipping coffee, reading newspaper. And then it just cuts to him sipping coffee. Reading newspaper. <laughs> Uh, so the other I, I mentioned it briefly but they're going through like all the different weapons that they have and they're like putting it on the table and each time they put it on the table you see like the little like bug claw come up and take the, the weapons down <laughs> and they're like he's stealing our weapons and he looks down and it's this silhouette of a, like a completely immobile puppet and all of a sudden this little tiny hand holding a gun pops up and it's like it is so fucking bonkers that it's in this movie (laughs) but you know this movie is so much more fun to talk about than it is to watch like this movie is a really painful watch but uh man there's some there's some comedy gold when you're like talking about it after the fact you're like this really happened in a film <laughs> i don't know uh, if i've ever watched a shorter movie in which i was constantly hitting the like display button to see how much time was left where i was like uh yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, and 80, we have the same problem with next week yeah too. i was like 82 minutes and then like i hit the button i'm like there's still 40 minutes i've been watching 42 minutes already all right <laughs> <laughs> only watched 42 minutes um then hey so the you know the, the bug props the ones that don't articulate so are hilarious them. because they're just on a yeah yeah well there's one that has an articulating jaw but when they're it's right it's before they're going through their guns and like making the fake um, human out of rat poison. Uh, by the way, I don't know how you make rat poison, but are you really supposed to like boil it on the stove? Wouldn't you be inhaling poison? <laughs> yeah, There's... I would believe so. And I believe it takes more than baking soda and water. Yeah, yeah. And and like the, the Gunther keeps coming over as uh, Divine and the one other dude are like macking it up with each other and about to kiss and he's like so how's that soup coming and she's like it's coming along great i'm like you just put that on the stove it's not even boiling uh, <laughs> but the the bug prop on the kitchen floor is literally somebody pulling an inanimate bug prop with fishing line and that got a laugh out of me <laughs> but then they they're looking at the egyptian art right and it's on the it's oh, on divine wall i forgot about the egyptian art <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and and she she's like, it's a piece of papyrus from a papyrus plant. <laughs> <laughs> so the most memorable death in this movie is right near the end where the character of Sam is killed by a pipe bomb and then he is cartoonishly yes. splattered into the wall from it. Oh my god. It's right out of Hot Shots. That happens in Hot Shots too. <laughs> like, <laughs> All the deaths were straight out of comedy. Yeah. I mean the electrocution was like a shittier home alone. <laughs> oh my god, the one that's the, the is skeleton. That, yeah. Yeah, it's it's back <laughs> the the quick cuts to the smoldering corpse and the, oh man. Oh, I loved that. I laughed <laughs> real hard at that. I don't think that they intended it for it to be funny, but yeah, they spent all their money on that fuse box death and the guy stuck in the wall death and they had no budget for an exploding house. So they just cut to black and then have an explosion sound. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, and then, I mean, the big twist of the movie is like Divine and Dave escape only to find out that Dave is now mutating into a giant a human yeah. yeah. So um, the best part about that last scene is that this movie was so incredibly low budget. They didn't even have a boom mic for that last scene next to the highway. And you could just, you can barely hear what they're saying because there are like semis going in the highway up behind them. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> this movie is such a hot mess. Like- yeah. Yeah, this movie was fantastic. I'm so glad that uh, we sat through the and suffered for for our craft on this one. The only other line I enjoyed in the movie was when the receptionist, I guess he's like the kiss ass of the group, yeah. And the, and Gunther's yelling at them, and he said, he said, she said there was bigger bugs than when you guys came, and he said, yeah, the size of puppies. <laughs> that was <one. laughs> Man, if those were puppies dressed up like cockroaches, this movie would be legendary. <laughs> hey, what's up, Horror Movie Night listeners? We are Scott and Liam versus Evil, all the way from sunny Scotland. Every two weeks, we bring you two loosely linked horror films and more conspiracies than you can shake your anal probe at. So find us online. Search for Scott and Liam versus Evil. We're fun. We're gloriously not safe for work. And we say fuck a lot. All right, so what'd you guys watch this week? Oh, I watched some bullshit. That I wanted to talk about. B. Kelly, you know how last time you were on, we were talking about Ash versus Evil Dead. Yes. Have you finished it yet? Uh, no, I think I got like an episode left of the first season. Okay. And the nice thing is the second season is also on Netflix. Netflix as well. Yeah. So I burnt through that in like, I think I burnt through both seasons in maybe seven or eight days. Like I, I it does not happen very often that that happens to me, but I, I did that. And um, because of that, I saw on Hulu that that Xena Warrior Princess, like the all the seasons were on there, and I was like, Lucy Lawless was pretty entertaining in Ash vs Evil Dead. I wonder. I'd, I've never watched Xena Warrior Princess. I should give it a shot. And that was the second mistake of my week, besides watching Bugged, because Xena is awful. It. I didn't even make it through the first episode. It was so bad. That yeah. shit is painful. You made a lot of bad decisions this week, Scott. We're going to get into that next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Well, I'm going to pretend that the, the other two mistakes that I made um, happened next week. But they actually all happened in the span of seven days. Yeah, this is just a bad week in the life of Scott Roger. <laughs> you know, I, it, it was okay overall. I just made a lot of bad decisions. I just kept my head up, you know, like it's 
it is what it is. <laughs> so I, I didn't watch a pile of shit this week. I watched this Netflix movie, A Stupid and Futile Gesture, about the guy who created National Lampoon. And it's uh, oh yeah, that's on my list. It's it's directed by David Wayne, and it was wow. It was a I like. It's one of those things where I can't tell if the movie is as great as I genuinely feel it is, or if it's just like I've never seen anyone like on an emotional level that I've related to than than who this movie's about. But it was incredible. I mean, the the cameos, what it was was they didn't really try to do looks like, but they got some great impressions of like uh Bill Murray. And then the guy who did Ronnie Dangerfield is great. The only one that looks and sounded nothing like them, I like to think is just a shout out to community because Jeff Winger plays Chevy Chase. <laughs> All right. So I had to kill like two hours. Uh, so I went to the movies and I saw Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Um, and it actually, I'm not going to lie. wasn't, <laughs> I expected it to be way worse than it actually was. I had a pretty good time. What I did have to laugh at is like the rock is so clearly playing the rock throughout the movie. Like, so like there's a scene that, you know, the premise is the same as the original Jumanji, except that they're stuck in, stuck inside of a video game version. And it's actually really like, I think it's smart the way that they get there. Cause at first I was like, what they fucking mass produced the Jumanji Jumanji board game into a video game. And it's, it's not that it's that the board game recognizes that it's an outdated form of entertainment and morphs itself into like, a video game console. So like people are like, Oh, I'm curious what this thing is. Cause I've never, like I'm a gamer and I've never seen this console before. And like, that's how it pulls people in. But there's a point where they realize that if they slap their chest, it'll bring up their like characters stats. So the one dude brings up the rock stats and he has no weaknesses, but like he's going through all the stats and it's like, <laughs> Uh, okay, so my my positives are I'm super strong, I'm super fast, uh, I have skills with boomerang and smoldering intensity. And then as soon as he says it, he gives the people's eyebrow and <laughs> stares off into the distance. And then there's another part where he's fighting and he does like a bunch of the rocks old wrestling moves, but the whole time he's like yelling out what he's about to do, so it feels very familiar to like when he would wrestle because he's just like block, block, dodge, punch, fall. Like, <laughs> so, like there's like a lot of like. Kind Kind of funny stuff like that throughout it. It would I buy it? No, but if someone was watching it, I would probably stick around. But I also watched another episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, so I watched episode five, different drum, uh, and it continues the issue in which the youth center just feels like a trauma set piece. Uh, in this ep- in this episode, Kim is teaching a dance class because why have teachers when you can get 15-year-olds to teach your classes? Uh, and the character of Billy trips and he falls on a cart and the cart zooms all over the entire dance studio, into the locker rooms, out of the locker rooms, through the cafeteria, and then he falls off the cart. Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> we discover that Rita hates dance music so much that she's going to create a music monster. Also, Kim speaks perfect sign language to a deaf girl. Finally, Bulk and Skull show up and they have a dance off with Zach in which Bulk rips his pants for the second time in five episodes. Uh, there's only 12 minutes left of the episode. Still no monster. Then they finally debut the monster and he fucking sucks. He's a fat Viking with an accordion that hypnotizes people with his music. Music. But the deaf girl isn't hypnotized, so she follows the group. These where they're being taken, and then she runs back to the youth center. 
but she can't find Kim, who we've established speaks sign language. So she's trying to tell Jason about it. And it's like straight out of a scene from Lassie because he's like, I think she's trying to tell us there's danger. What's wrong, girl? And she's like, <laughs> 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 um, so all of a sudden the putties start dancing too, which is pretty amazing. And then all the monsters take a nap. Like they're just like, oh man, the Power Rangers haven't shown up yet. Let's take a nap. And this is when, for a split second, we find out that the Viking can turn invisible, and then it's never brought up again. And there's still only six minutes left of the episode, and the Power Rangers haven't shown up, so I'm starting to get concerned that this might be a two-parter. Uh, but then, <laughs> but then, holy shit, the Power Rangers show up and beat him in 30 seconds. <laughs> and, uh, and then the deaf girl pulls Billy on the dance floor, and now he can break dance. And that is the end of episode five, Different Drum. I gotta watch that show. Is that really <laughs> takeaway <laughs> yeah all right well that was bugged from 1997 is picked by me join us next week when we revisit a past mistake thanks a bunch scott uh and you know we'll see how that goes hey brian do you want to revisit our past mistakes with us sure all right well tune in because it's a fucking shit show i can tell you that much um you can always <laughs> check us out on our facebook page on our twitter accounts on our all everything we're everywhere we're taking over the internet but the best place to find us is hmnpodcast.com thanks for listening guys we'll be back next week listening to the Geekscape Network.